Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, powered by Wildfire Radio. Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this week we're checking out the TNT limited TV series, I Am the Night. So stay tuned to the end to find out if BJ's the Black Dahlia killer. I'm not. It's Me Too. I wasn't even alive. And I was. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know how old you are. All right, Beej, what were your initial reactions to I Am the Night? So I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed it. Hmm. This is a very suspenseful drama with a lot of mystery. It's really interesting because in this pilot, our two main characters, Fauna and Jay, they don't actually interact with each other. I think it's pretty fun seeing parallel protagonists and how we as an audience can anticipate their storylines crossing over with each other. And we've already picked up on some plot points of how these two are going to meet. And overall, I'm just really down to figure out more about Fauna's history, her family, and really see if Jay can pull himself together. What did you think? Seeing if Jay can pull himself together is the key. I liked it. I feel like usually Mm -hmm. you're the negative one and I'm the positive one. But for me, this story is so interesting. And I was really excited for this take because I'm ready to see a visual take on George Hodel being the Black Dahlia killer and potentially also the Zodiac killer because I've read some stuff supporting that. But I found this first episode to be a little bit heavy on exposition. They focused so hard on Fauna's background. And I get that we want to establish how naive she is about being George Hodel's granddaughter and potentially the granddaughter of the person who killed the Black Dahlia. But it's just, it was so much exposition. I mean, I was happy for Golden Brooks to get screen time because if there's anything I learned from Hollywood divas, it's hard to get a job when you're an older black woman. I liked it. I feel like if we're going to follow this story from Fauna's perspective, we really need to establish how she transitioned into building that relationship with her grandfather and finding out more about him. So even though it may have seemed like a lot of time spent on her home life, I think it was really important and I didn't mind it that much. You know, I think it really set things up for the whole series and kind of set the tone. But that's not for everyone. You like things maybe a little more fast paced, jump right into the juicy story. I think the show could have cut conservatively a third of the time it spent on Fauna's background. I agree. They could have condensed that. But it was good. And it definitely was filmed in such a way that it's really building suspense. I think I told you at some point while we were watching that this show feels like it was cut and edited as if it were a suspenseful thriller, even though this was like 50 minutes of background story. But I'm hooked on I Am The Night. I'm ready to see more of it. And I think what kind of adds to the editing and the pacing that you're bringing up is that this was directed by Patty Jenkins, who you may know from like Wonder Woman, where she also worked with Chris Pine. And so since this is a six episode limited series, I think maybe she's trying to take a more film like movie approach where she wants to stretch it out more and kind of use this full six episode as if you were just going to watch it as a huge movie. Where instead, other directors might kind of condense the storyline to do like half hour chunks 
she's kind of thinking long range from the get-go. All right. I'm into that. Okay. So I have some interesting facts for you. I'll decide if they're interesting. (sighs) You're such a negative Nancy. Okay. So this show is actually loosely based on true story. It's from Fauna Hodel's memoir, Mm -hmm. but kind of like the Ready Player One movie, they took the premise of the book, disregarded the rest of the details, and did whatever they needed to do to make it cinematic. Mm -hmm. But given that, Fauna Hodel has always suspected her grandfather of being this violent person, especially because he sexually abused her mom. Oh, okay. Did you know that George Hodel's son was a detective for the LAPD and thinks his father is the Black Dahlia killer? I didn't know that. The LAPD suspected George Hodel so much, but he was a powerful figure in Hollywood. I think he was one of the only doctors who gave abortions, and so he held a lot of people's secrets in in Mm. that town so it was kind of like a house of cards thing where if they knocked him down everything would come tumbling down dominoes like dominoes so i'm gonna read you a quote when the lapd bugged his home a quote that they pulled from him speaking in his home okay suppose and i did kill the black dahlia they can't prove it now they can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead they thought there was something fishy anyhow Now they may have figured it out. Killed her. Maybe I did kill my secretary. It's assumed he killed his secretary to cover up his financial fraud. But he was not arrested for the crime. No. Right before he was going to get arrested, he fled to Asia. Another hint that George Hodel could have done it. This woman Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis was going through her recently deceased mother's things and recovered a Mm -hmm. dying declaration letter written by her grandfather, who was an informant for the LAPD around the time Mm -hmm. George Hodel was doing his thing around town. He wrote this letter in the case that he might be killed or one of his daughters might be killed because he also suspected that someone by the initials G.H. killed not only the Black Dahlia, but another victim whose death was initially linked to the Black Dahlias. They thought the same person did both because of how they were done, Mm -hmm. but that he owned too many people at the LAPD to be arrested. That's so interesting. So back to the show. What did you think of Chris Pine's character of Jay as this kind of down and out investigative reporter? One last thing. Okay. And then I'm back to Chris Pine because that man is fine. It rhymes with his name. George Hodel was a surgeon, and they said that the Black Dahlia was bisected. We saw her cut up. Oh, that's true. So the way that she was bisected, they said it had to be a surgeon or someone who had gone to medical school because it's a method that you learned in medical school at that time. Another reason it could be him. Back to Chris Pine, who was fine. I loved him in this role. I was surprised to see a huge movie star take a role on a tv show is he huge i mean he led like the star trek movies he was the love interest in wonder woman i guess he's not as big as the other chris's but i've written off chris pratt so he's who i have left i was surprised he took the role and i think patty jenkins probably helped convince him to take this role but i like him in it and i'm excited to see him dive deep into this case because usually what we see on tv shows and movies is when you are 
in the dumps as a journalist. As soon as you find that thing that sucks you back in, you all of a sudden stop taking the drugs and stop treating yourself poorly. You find your zest for life chasing the truth. You really think he's going to clean up his act? I don't think he's going to all the way clean up his act. I just think his new priority drug of choice will be finding out what happens. I do think he's going to be obsessed because we get hints that he wrote an article about George Hodel when he first started out, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what ruined his career. And so I think now that he has a chance to jump back into this story, he is going to be a little obsessive, but in a negative way. We already know that he abuses drugs and that he is kind of careless and takes a lot of risks because he willingly breaks into a hospital, but then like blows his own cover, which was odd. He's willing to trespass on private beach property and take pictures of people. So I think he's about to go down a very bad path because George Hodel isn't going to make it easy for information about him to be revealed. And I think Fauna, unfortunately, is going to get caught in the middle of this, maybe even get used by Jay in order to get more information about George. While it's going to be entertaining to see what happens to him, I'm not looking forward to what's going to happen to his character. Yeah, I mean, someone literally wrote a deathbed confession because they were so scared of going up against George Hodel. So I can't imagine what someone who already has a little trouble keeping up with his impulses. I can't imagine how he'll do against a formidable opponent like George Hodel. Do you think that Fauna will get some sort of financial support from her grandfather? That seems to be one of the reasons that her at least adoptive mother thought it was worth keeping her name. I don't know that her adoptive mother really wants Fauna around George. I know that Jimmy Lee, again, played by the incomparable Golden Brooks of Girlfriends fame. Jimmy Lee has a drinking problem. She is kind of mean and acerbic to her daughter, but I think she ultimately loves her a lot. And that's why she risked, Mm -hmm. spoiler, going to a phone booth and calling Jay, Chris Pine's character, and quickly saying, George Hodel is a bad man. You're on the right path. Keep looking into him. So I don't think she's only in it for the payday for Fauna. Even if in the beginning she just did it to be paid, now I think she's emotionally invested and loves Fauna as if she were her own. I mean, she took a hot comb to a white woman's hair. She has definitely forgotten that that baby is not black. I mean, I never doubted her love for Fauna. I think that she always had a long-term plan for Fauna because she mentioned this when Fauna was talking about wanting to drop out of school and kind of just live with her boyfriend, that basically if Fauna can just get to, I'm presuming, 18, she'll get some sort of inheritance and then she'll be set. She doesn't need a man to raise her, take care of her that Fauna will be good on her own. So I think she's always kind of been waiting it out, being like, look, get to the right age, you'll get some money. You might not necessarily even have to establish some sort of uh, regular relationship Mm -hmm. with George Hodel, but you'll get your payday, I'll reveal who you actually are, and then we'll all be happy. So you think it's for Fauna's good? Yeah, to maintain that connection. I think she like us, think Fauna shouldn't go talk to George Hodel right now. How do inheritances work when the dude is still alive? Why does she come into money at 18? Is it like a trust? She probably has a trust. Got it. Or her mother has something for her. 
Oh, well, no, George said that her mother was sick. True, but I guess part of like giving away her daughter. I don't know what kind of deal Fonda's mom set up with her adoptive mother, but it could have been like, raise the kid, kid gets to this age, that means you successfully raised her, everybody gets some money. Gotcha, I see. That's just a possibility. Me too. Do you know where we can find the real story behind this show? Where? Exciting news! This episode is brought to you by Audible, which has a huge selection of thrillers and true crime stories, including One Day She'll Darken, The Mysterious Beginnings of Fauna Hodel by the woman herself. You mean THE Fauna Hodel that the I Am The Night series is based on? Yeah, yeah I do. You can go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod to get a 30-day trial membership, browse their unmatched selection of audio programs, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening! What would you do if a seemingly wealthy woman, but she looks distraught, handed you a baby and said, watch this for 18 years, and then y'all will both come into some cash money? Well, if I saw this distraught woman approaching me, I would not even make eye contact and I would immediately walk away before she can hand me the child. She's cornered you in the bathroom. Why are we in the same bathroom? My goodness, Beach. It's just like, it's not nice that you would just ignore a distraught woman with a baby. Very telling. So if this distraught woman tossed a baby in your arms and said, raise it and you'll get a billion dollars, what would you do with the baby? I would take it and and I'll go to the police. What about the billion dollars? Oh, you know what, though? If I drop that baby off at the fire station or with the police or whatever, and then turns out 18 years later, whatever family took that baby and got a billion dollars, oh, I'd be sick. (laughs) I would be sick. And so now I'm thinking, is it worth it to just sit with this kid for 18 years? (laughs) Just so that it's confirmed on 18 years and one day, whether or not I get this money. If I do, great. If I don't, oh, I guess I love it at this point and I have to put it through college. So it's going to end up costing me so much money. Oh, no. This was a horrible decision. But you love it. So it's okay. I mean, I guess I love it at this point and it's worth it in the end. Do you think Fana will go back to her boyfriend? I think he'll come up again in the show. But if she's white, I assume that really complicates things. Actually, this reminds me of a really interesting story. Do you know the story of Ellen and William Craft? No. Ellen and William Craft were slaves from Macon, Georgia, and she passed as white. So they decide to escape slavery, as one would. And because she passed as white, she cross-dressed as a man, as a male planter, And then had William pretend to be her slave, and they were able to ride trains that way to the north. There's so many layers. I know. A little fauna in the Macon. Oh, Macon, Macon, Georgia. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) So all I'm saying is fauna's relationship with that black boy is not dead. Gotcha. There is a way they can make it work. He could pose as her servant. Beautiful start to a healthy marriage. Yes. Beach, I just want to say that I'm really proud of Golden Brooks for getting this role because 
she should have had way more after Girlfriends ended, which was a wonderful show. And your girl got a huge monologue in this episode. And I don't think this is the last episode we'll see her. So I'm very happy for Golden Brooks. She's a very talented actress. She was so good in that scene. In this whole episode, she did a great job. I thought Fauna's backstory lasted a little bit long in this episode, but I did find myself sucked into the scenes where she was either arguing or chatting with Golden Brooks's character, Jimmy Lee. And when she has that one huge drunken rant, I was all in. Same for the one the next morning when I assume she just didn't remember the stuff she said the night before. So we got to do it all over again. She definitely portrayed those strong emotions, the anger, like the pent up feelings. She did that really well. Shout out to you, Golden Brooks. One last thing. I just realized where I recognize Fana's actress from, India Isley. She was one of the main characters on The Secret Life of the American Teenager. She was the little sister on that show. Oh, you know, I never saw that. That's the one with the little pregnant teen. Mm-hmm. Did that come out at the height of teen pregnancies, like with teen mom? And then I feel like Jamie Lynn Spears got pregnant at that time, too. Or was it a little bit before? What a journey of teen pregnancy. Beach, what is your final rating for I Am The Night? My final rating is Would Watch Again Seriously. Nice. So this is just a six episode, like special limited television series. It won't take that much time to finish it up. And I really like our main characters and the supporting cast, actually. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen as Fauna investigates her history as Jay dives down into the story behind George Hodel. And, you know, it's only five more episodes and I think it's worth it. What do you think? It's funny that a lot of your review has to do with the fact that it's a limited run, but... Uh, Yeah, if this is like 13 episodes, my review might be slightly different. (laughs) But I agree. Because it's a miniseries and because it's from Patty Jenkins and because it stars fine, fine Chris Pine, I am also in. I would watch again seriously. I'm excited to crush more episodes. And I'm excited for this take on Afana Hodel who takes charge of her background and tries to find the answers for herself. That is a departure from the book and from her story, but it's a cool story, so I'm into it. You want to check out other shows that you might be interested in, you might get hooked on, head to our website, thepilotpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send us Zodiac Killer Theories, Lipstick Killer Theories, Black Dahlia Killer Theories. I want them to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on wildfireradio.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.